with Eustina, a survivor of narcissistic abuse. Eustina shares her story of moving forward and learning how to be her own person. When dealing with a narcissistic parent, you can never be your true self around them. The only version of you they accept is the one they approve of. As a daughter of a narcissist myself, I've spent the last couple of years having many of these conversations with other survivors And I hope this episode will help anyone who is dealing with a narcissistic parent feel less alone. I am not a mental health professional. Any advice shared in this episode is for educational purposes only. You can find some resources listed in the episode description. Please seek professional help if you may know or live with a narcissist. Hello, Eustina. Welcome to the Cook Coterie Podcast. I'm so glad to be able to have this conversation with you today. Thank you so much for coming on. I first wanted to ask you a fun question. What is one thing that makes you happy? Hi, Marie. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Very, very nice to be here with you. What makes me happy? What I love the most since I could remember uh, since childhood was just being around um, animals. <laughs> it's okay. uh, funny as it sounds, but always had um, like a bunch of dogs and cats around me and just was in love and love and love with all of that. Um, I also love my morning coffees. <laughs> that makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to take some time for myself whenever I feel, you know, uh, overwhelmed or I have some um, things on my mind, um, something's not going right, then I just kind of like to stay by myself, you know, and try to stay calm and um, collect myself, I guess you could say. I really also like um, making others happy, maybe getting them some um, little gift that they always wanted or you know, showing up for them or helping them, for example, move or, I don't know, classes for college, stuff like this, you know, just little things. I also enjoy to eat some good food, especially yeah. some really good Thai or some other Asian. Mm, my goodness, that's my, that makes me really happy. <laughs> that's awesome. Good food, animals, serving other people. Those are such great things. To have in your yeah. life are any of those things things that you were exposed to in your childhood yeah definitely the animals i used to live uh, on a you know like a small village in, um, with lots of animals um for example not only dogs and cats but my grandfather had a small farm so he had his uh, own horses and cows chickens whatever you could think of sheep hundreds of sheep Wow. So I think, yeah, I, I believe that's where my um, love for animals came from. I was just always surrounded by it, surrounded by nature. Um, it really uh, resonated with me until now. Mm, with cuddling and, well, eating, I think everybody loves eating. Yeah. <laughs> and I really am very, I would say, a romantic person. So mm-hmm. um, whenever um, there's a little anniversary or something, like I said, I like to give people also with cuddling, I believe that, I don't know where would that come from. Maybe I just, I just like to felt, uh, be mm, comforted, I think, 
is the right word, right? And so I don't mind spending, you know, half a day on the couch um, cuddling with my significant other, my fiancé um, and our cat and just <laughs> watching some TV or doing whatever, you know. It's just uh, it's nice to unwind like that sometimes. So I think that's what I needed um, in my childhood maybe. That's why I appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. I never get bored of that, you know, that I don't have something to do or I'm wasting time somehow at least now before it was different but now Mm -hmm. I like to waste time (laughs) yeah that that makes a lot of sense because for me when I when I was growing up I felt like time couldn't move fast enough right and and now I know that one of the main reasons why was because my mother had narcissistic trait and I wanted time to fly so that I could get away yes yes totally understand that Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yusna, if you could tell me about the first time you learned about narcissism and how that affected the way you've, you viewed your childhood. All right. So um, I actually just learned about narcissism and actually what narcissistic personality disorder is because, you know, the definition of narcissism um, can be a little uh, different than from what we know now to be. Um, I've known it from like a Greek mythology, right? Um, uh, a man named Narcissus or Narcissus um, was so in love, you know, with himself that when he looked in the reflection in the pond or in some kind of body of water, he basically died, you know, being like so in love with himself. Mm-hmm. So I guess um, I wouldn't. I didn't really consider, you know, I didn't know what narcissism was. I had no idea. Um, all I could think about sometimes if my mom would, you know, act up or, I mean, it was every day, right? So I really thought maybe she is bipolar at first, but obviously not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. So it was just trying to figure out what is wrong and why, you know, why do I feel like she hates me so much, right? And so... I really wasn't sure what was wrong with her. I talked to, you know, a couple of my friends and family that didn't really help because, you know, they were just dismissive, kind of wave it off like, oh, she was always like this, you know, she's just a little, um, um, gets nervous or agitated quickly. So, but it was, you know, I understand because I get angry too, but not every day to the point where you wouldn't want to, you know, or you're afraid to come home after school or after work or, you know, because you know there's going to be something. As soon as you walk into the door, there's going to be some kind of a problem. And so um, the first time I learned about narcissism was actually uh, when I moved to Germany, which was in 2016. Um I believe it was the summer of 2018 where I started kind of researching more about um, some, you know, why do why does my mom, I, I literally just went on Google and I think I typed in something like, why does my mom do, you know, this, this and that, or why does she behave in that way? You know, what is wrong with me kind of, you know, because I, you just think it's you because it's your mom, right? So you have to think then, okay, something's wrong with me if my own mother doesn't, you know, accept how I am, who I am. And so 
randomly I just um, stumbled upon a YouTube channel from, I'm sure you know, um, the Dr. Uh, Ramani Devasula. Yeah, I love right? that channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, but I swear we, it was just random day. I was watching some YouTube videos and I went on her webpage. I'm not sure which video it was. I just remember that we were watching it with my fiance and he when she was kind of um, listing some traits or how the narcissist reacts in um, different situations, my jaw just literally dropped, <laughs> like in a cartoon kind of, you know, like just, what, disbelief. And I remember just like looking at the video, looking at my fiance, looking at the video, and I just started crying, just really, really, I don't know if it was like a release, but also sadness, right, that, that it, happened to me or is happening to me and that my mother might be a narcissist right because she never went to a psychiatrist so um i can't diagnose her but from all the videos and you know therapy i went to and everything it points to narcissistic personality disorder so the first time ever was just yeah, a couple of years ago in 2018, um, just stumbled upon a YouTube channel with Dr. Ramani, and I have never looked back since. I've been just so addicted to this um, subject and just to understand it more and how to cope with that, right, and how to help yourself after the fact. Mm-hmm. After you learned about narcissism and you started to invest more of your time learning about it, what was the next thing you did? So actually, I would say um, I did my research. I wanted to go talk to a therapist because that was also recommended, of course. And so I found a therapist here in Germany that um, she was not a narcissistic personality um, expert, but also like a trauma um, um, psychologist. So she knew, you know, uh, a lot about what was going on and that helped me as well because, yeah, therapy works <laughs> whether you believe it or not. I didn't believe it either at first. Um, I just told her, you know, it's so hard. I thought when I get out of here, it's going to be easier. I'll just do whatever I wanted to do um, that I couldn't do when I was at home, right? Which was basically like a little prison for, for us that um, had narcissistic parents or romantic partner or someone else. It just feels like a prison. And so, uh, yeah, I just um, couldn't figure out like what was, um, how to kind of put myself back in, like in normal normality, normal life. And so it was really hard to maybe with my emotions, I would, I'm a type of person that is pretty sensitive. I think a lot of empaths are. <laughs> And what I tend to do is not yell or, you know, scream or something. I tend to cry or just completely shut down. Mm-hmm. So and whenever there was a problem, um, even if it wasn't, you know, my mom, maybe at work or at school and something didn't work out, I would just get so angry at myself, so frustrated that I had to step back and really, okay, think about what you're doing, maybe journal this. Or I started doing little videos too because when I'm at work, sometimes I don't have time to journal. So I think making little um, videos for myself, kind of like a little vlog, going back to that video and trying to see, trying to understand where that anger came from. Because most of the time it's just something ridiculous, you know, that just makes you so irritated irritated and you spend so much energy on it that it just exhausts you you can't do anything 
I don't know, after school, after work, you, you don't want to go anywhere, you, um, right, you just want to kind of stay at home, that's at least how I was at first. And so what helped me was trying to, um, like I said, going to therapy, um, trying other things such as meditation. I really got into yoga now, like for the last two years. So that's really, really helping me a lot. Also some support groups or like I have my Instagram page and I follow also a lot of other um, people that had similar experiences and it just opens your eyes really and it really helps you to understand like, hey, I'm not the you know crazy one or I'm not the bad one. This is happening to more people than, than me. Because especially if you're... Um, and you come from a household like that, the, that's, that's how you believe how you are, right? That's, I don't know about you, but whenever I went to, let's say, my friend's house, I thought her mom was the same as mine. So I would just sit there like frozen when someone, you know, when someone's mom or dad would come, trying to be super polite, but like barely moving. And I was so uncomfortable always. It just changes your reality completely. So you have to like basically relearn everything or unlearn everything and relearn it and it's hard, but it's worth it. It just takes time. And so I wouldn't say I'm completely healed. Definitely not. But um, I'm getting there, and I feel better every day. Sometimes some days are worse than others, but we all have bad days, and we all have great, great days. The only important thing is to keep moving forward and not stopping, even if you have some ah, crappy day, something didn't go right. I know I put myself down, you know, I'm like my worst critic, I would say. Just don't give up. It's okay. It's just one day. The next day, it's totally different day. It's going to pass. You're going to do better. You're going to feel better. Just find what you love and keep moving. That's what helped, what is helping me so far. Just don't dwell on the bad thoughts or, or what ifs or the guilt, right? Oh, my God, but it's still my mom. No, 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 no. That's cool. <laughs> um, you have to protect yourself, first of all, right? You weren't protected by the one person that was supposed to protect you for at least half of your life or at least your, you know, until you're 20-something. Take action and do it yourself. Just, you know, love yourself. Just give, give yourself all positive talk to yourself. I know it sounds uh, funny, but it was funny to me too at first. I'm like, what? I'm going to do affirmations. Yeah, okay, like that's going to work. And you just, you know, write a little a letter to yourself or a little post-it note like you're doing great, you're awesome. And it really helps, you know, just a little positivity every day. It, it really does. That's so true. I um, have seen a therapist myself for many years now. And I was at a place where I was emotionally healthy. And my therapist and I decided that I wouldn't need to come in anymore until I got pregnant. And for some reason, I felt like my progress went backwards because I kept telling my husband I, I was so afraid that I would be like my mom to my child. And that was my work. Fear. Yeah. There's still that fear in me from the bad habits that I've learned from her. And I mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you, how has knowing that you're not alone, that other people have had similar experiences just like you've had growing up? Um, how, how did that make you feel when you went online and you and you met other people who've gone through similar things? Right. And um, definitely very validating. It's it's been I mean 
I felt more validated from people that maybe I haven't met even in real life, just through online or you know some um, support group, than I ever did from let's say at home. And I feel like when you when you I feel like when you um, just learn about it and see that other people have been through the same thing as you, it's not only you. The biggest thing for me was that okay, there's nothing wrong with me because all my life I thought something is wrong with me. Why doesn't my mom accept me? Why doesn't she like me? Why doesn't this and that? And I think, yeah, the biggest thing was you're not alone. Like I said, I just started crying when I saw like that first YouTube video and it was just relief. You're not alone. It's not your fault. You were just a kid. <laughs> Kids, you know, make mistakes. They play. They get dirty. It's fine. You shouldn't have been... You shouldn't have been criticized over that or um, maybe even physically, you know, hit or um, verbally accused of something. It's, it's really, really nice to know that you are not crazy, like especially with gaslighting. I'm sure you know, you're familiar with gaslighting. It happened to me on a daily basis and it made me really like almost go crazy. Like, just little things like, hey, can you get me something from the basement? And it's there and there in this place. And I would go there and I'm looking and I'm searching all over that place. I come upstairs and I tell her I can't find it. And then, you know, the yelling and screaming, saying, what do you mean? It's right there, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I don't go, you know, I didn't go with her, let's say, but she goes and finds it herself. And that made me feel like, okay, oh my gosh, can I not see? Can I not, you know, read properly? Is this, what is going on? And um, another thing was I felt like I was just really annoying, um, especially when meeting people or just being at school. So I would just shut myself down and basically went to school to do my work or if I went to work, I did my work. Maybe if somebody talked to me, then I talked to them. But my thing was, okay, I feel like I'm annoying, so I'm just not going to say anything until someone says something to me, right? And I'm learning now that still now that it's okay. Like if you want to ask a question, just ask someone a question, right? It's fine. They're not going to get, you know, they're not going to get insulted or yell at you for something like that. Just little things like that. It's really, really, uh, how do I say it? It's very um, empowering to know but but it's also hard to kind of get out of that mentality. That's why you have to do something for yourself every day, whether it's, you know, meditating or doing affirmations or whatever else helps you, riding a bike or whatever. Just tell yourself it's not you. It's not going to be forever. There are others that went through the same stuff, so you're not crazy. <laughs> and just, yeah, you're not crazy. You are validated you are loved, you are seen, and in the end, everything will be okay, you know, just keep um, contact with people that make you feel good, if you can't, um, uh, if you can't not talk to your mom, so go no, no contact at all, then do low contact, or when she calls you, maybe don't give her so much time to talk, or don't be so interested, you know, in what she has to say, or don't get triggered, um, especially don't get triggered when, when she has something to say because she's just gonna, or he, they're just gonna make it more about them and and they're gonna make you feel bad about what, you know, what they said and you reacted to it. So it would be like, you know, why are you yelling? Okay, but why did you say that? And no, I didn't say that and all of that. You don't need 
that in your life? Just for me, what helped was finding a group, going to therapy, knowing that I'm not alone, knowing that, like I said, I'm not the crazy one. I'm not saying she is. Obviously, narcissists went through their own traumas. Yes. So, yeah, so I understand that too now, right? She went through something when she was younger, and so that's her defense mechanism. Yeah, all you have to do is just uh, keep moving forward, motivating yourself, knowing that there are others like you, and that is very, it's a good feeling to have, that you finally have someone who you can relate to and who understands you and who won't ask questions, right? Or, well, maybe you're, you did something wrong and don't help her or, well, it's your mom, you know how she is. Like it's, it's none of that. It's just, okay, I understand you. I know where you stand. I believe you, right? That's really, really important for someone who's been manipulated all their life. It's, it's nice to hear from someone just, I hear you, I believe you, you're safe. I love that. It, it definitely has made a huge difference when you feel seen and you feel safe. Yes. But sometimes because of what you've been through, certain things can trigger you because ch- children really are like sponges. I When I watch my son, he pays attention to everything. And so one of the things that adult children of narcissistic parents have to go through is to unlearn the bad habit that yes. or even toxic habits that the narcissistic parent exposed them to. And I wanted to ask you, what has your experience with reparenting yourself been like? It's hard. It has its up and down, ups and downs. But it is very, very important to reach for the darkest, ugliest memories, subconscious or conscious that you've experienced because this is going to save you at the end. Um, Working especially with your inner child, meaning healing your childhood wounds, um, seeing what makes, what what causes your triggers, right, or what makes you angry, um, why why do you think like this about a situation or a person, right, there's always an explanation for that, and you're not immediately go, going to feel good, like, I'm still reparenting myself, I'm still trying to be the best person that I want to be, and I know I'm on the right you know, I'm, I'm on the right track. It just takes time and it's okay. It could take you 40, 50, 60 years. You know, it's, it's an ongoing process. Like you said, we have to unlearn everything that we have been taught by our narcissistic parents. You have to practice what helps you. You don't, uh, you can't, like I said, dwell on um, too much on thinking about bad things or that you feel guilty somehow and... The most important thing is to find an activity that will help you or that you love, whether it be drawing, singing, dancing, going to therapy, going to yoga, maybe doing some meditation, writing in a journal. Those are all really important things to heal and also to ask your inner child or to maybe not ask them, but tell them that you are safe now, that you're an adult, you're here for for that child that's still inside of you. And we're going to go through stuff together. Like I said, I still better every day. Sometimes I have a really, really good day. You know, at work, everything goes well. And sometimes a little thought just comes into my mind, not even sometimes about my mom, you know, about like, I don't know, a, a loved one passing or something, you know, and I just 
kind of like start sobbing and then I just like catch myself and I say it all up and I'm like what are you doing why are you thinking about crazy stuff like that you know it's just I feel like it's just like built into me that's why I have to repair myself relearn to not take everything so from a pessimistic side and just be more positive about the outlook right and like I said, it's a process. It's going to take long. You have to find what you like or what you think will help you the most and just stick with it, make it a routine, see how you feel. If it doesn't work, you can always do something else. It's not a big deal if you quit, right? It's fine. You're not a loser. You're nothing. It's just one thing you found that you like, one thing you don't. What is important is to heal it yourself, to really love yourself. Don't talk negatively to yourself. That's also one of my things that I used to do. You know, one little thing, I mean, a pen would drop on the ground or something. You know, I would knock something off the table and I would just start, you stupid, this and that. You don't know anything. Don't do that to yourself. I I know it's hard to say because I did it myself, but it's fine. Now I just, you know, laugh where I'm like, oh, again, well, yeah, this is just what happens, you know, <laughs> just kind of take it lightly. Don't uh, criticize yourself because you've been criticized all of your life and you don't need that from yourself. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you sharing that because self-compassion is such a crucial thing to have for ourselves right. we we were taught growing up that kindness didn't exist you know i what yeah. i wasn't shown how to be kind to myself yeah. having self-compassion and being patient when i make mistakes is something that i i've had to work on myself too you are no contact with your narcissist is that correct yes that's correct yes would you be willing to share with us how that came about of course yeah like i said in december at the end of 2016 i moved to germany i wanted to go to school here and also my fiance lives here so i just wanted to be you know around him with them and my dream was always to um, go back to Europe, whether it be my home country or live somewhere else um, outside of the United States. It was just what I wanted. All like since I moved to this uh, to the United States, I always kind of had the feeling of going back to Europe. So, thing was, um, I'm sorry. Could you repeat the question? I think I just got lost. Oh no worries. The question is, how did you go about going no contact with your narcissist? Oh yeah. Right. So the thing was, I moved here and I would still hear from my sisters or my brother or other friends and family members ridiculous things about me. For example, that my fiancé keeps me at home all day at the apartment and he goes out with his friends and I'm home alone all day. (laughs) I don't know where she got the idea from, but... It was, it's definitely not true. So just like manipulating people and what was it, like smearing, you know, me and him, like she got him involved, saying stuff like, aha, so they were traveling, traveling to Poland um, in the summer of 2018. And I really, really wanted to see my sisters. They're about 13 years younger than me. They're twins. And I raised them, basically, like, help raise them. Yeah, they're a big part of my life, right? And so I really, really wanted to see them. And I asked my mom, hey, if you're going to Poland, could you please stop by um, in Germany, where I live now, for at least a weekend 
at, that's what I said, at least the weekend, if you want more, I want to, you know, because I would love to see my sisters. And she's like, yeah, we'll see how it goes, you know, oh, no problem, like, very neutral, hey, 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 all good. When the day came, she she didn't tell me nothing, she didn't say if they're coming or not, um, then I texted my one of my sisters or called her, and she just said that they're just going through the airport in Germany, and then I think like an hour later, they, they have to, you know, take the other plane to Poland. And so they had like just an hour layover, and I was at work at that time. My mom got on the phone too because it was actually her birthday. <laughs> so she called from my from my sister's phone. She called me, and she said, um, oh, thank you so much for the birthday wishes and this and that. And I said, first of all, I didn't send you any birthday wishes. And then I told, you know, I got really, really mad, so I confronted her. Because I've heard, I said, why do you tell people, I've heard that you told people that I told you to come only for one day to visit me, right? And I said, please come at least for a day or the weekend so I can see my sisters. So she twisted my words again. She made me feel, you know, and then she told other people because other people told me. It seems like she always wants me to kind of look like the a-hole, if you know what I mean, and that I'm the one that's, you know, like pushing away and whatnot. But I still was trying. And from that day on, I hung up the phone. I blocked her on Facebook. I mean, I didn't even have her on Facebook, but I blocked her anyway, <laughs> Instagram, whatever page she's on, my phone, everything. I just deleted everything. I blocked her, and I haven't spoken to her since. I haven't spoken to her since because I, you know, it's one thing to criticize me and to tell people what I'm saying, like her lies, you know, or my truth twisted into hers, but to bring my, you know, fiance or his family members even into that is just crossing the line like way over not that you don't do that and so that made me ultimately go no contact because even though I was so far away from her she still lives in the United States I was so far away from her she still found a way to push my buttons I would cry you know and this and that and I'll even tell my therapist, I'm like, why isn't this getting better? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not there anymore. I know she can't hurt me, but she still is. That's when I just decided, you know what, no contact would be the best thing because whatever I do, it's my words are going to get twisted or she's going to say something different and people then don't believe me and I don't need that. And so now they can think what they want. I know my truth. That's why I tell myself, I know what happened. I know my truth. They didn't live with me all day, every day. Of course, it's not going to happen when you have guests over. She needs to act, you know, kindly. So they don't, nobody really knows what you've been through. And everybody's story is a bit different, but we do have similar, um, uh, similar, um, yeah, I mean, narcissists are similar. So you will have <clears throat> similar experiences that other people have, maybe that you haven't even met. Right? Like I said, manipulation, gaslighting lying and all of this it's it was just too much for me at that point my mental health was degrading even more instead of getting better mm -hmm. she was making me feel like you know like i just i can't do this anymore right so my option was just okay don't talk to her or keep on being miserable and trying to fix 
what can be fixed basically yes they they definitely cannot be fixed and all all that we can do is control what we can't control and we can't control other people we can't get the narcissist to go to therapy and that that has something accepting that has helped me a lot thank you for sharing so i wanted to ask you how your narcissist was twisting your words and manipulating your truth how has your life been like since you've gone no contact at first to be very mm, truthful it was hard because i haven't had a good understanding about narcissism but then learning about it seeing that okay well this is real life like i said it's not me there's something wrong with her it helped me understand situation better and that's why educating yourself is also so important so you don't you don't dwell on on that subject you don't dwell on that relationship or on you right what what can you do better how can like you know i'm sure you've tried everything too so your mom feels satisfied and it seems like everything anything you do is you know never enough never good enough always crappy and all of that so since going no contact i feel now i would say this year this year especially i have accomplished some goals that i wanted to achieve i've uh, like i said focused more on myself and not about what other people want or think about me or about some other situations and i'm finally able to basically almost do whatever i want (laughs) i mean yeah do whatever i want basically because Nobody can tell me that I can't. You know, if I make a mistake, I know I will learn from that, right? But if you never try something and if you really, really want to, let's say, then you might regret it, right, at the end of your days or when you get older. Oh, I should have done this. I should have been there, went there, done that. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of get myself to do all the things that I thought were possible or were not possible while I was living at home living with my um, narcissist and uh, that would look like yeah let's say going after work having a drink with friends right I mean I was um, criticized about that too I went to the gym once after work and got a phone call from my mom oh where are you instead of saying hey I'm still working (laughs) like just say that oh I'm on my I'm on my way to the gym what what are you talking about my god there's so much crap to do at home, blah, 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 so ungrateful, you know how it goes. I mean, I couldn't even go to the freaking gym after work. Come on, I'm not going to party, you know, I just want to work out. And, and how old were you when this happened? Oh, I was this conversation. 24. I mean, I wasn't a kid, you know, I already had a full-time job. I was fresh out of college or, you know, one year, I think, out of college, and I still felt like a little kid, like controlled all the time especially also um, what friends I had or what clothes I was wearing. I mean, every little thing that I couldn't cook, you know, everything, everything was just, um, she would depress me about, you know, like make me think that I can't do anything. She told me once, like, nobody's going to love you if you're going to be like that, you know, just be myself, I guess. So to hear all of that and now after going on no contact, learning so much about myself and appreciating myself and loving myself and seeing how what great things I can achieve without her help or you know without her criticism and seeing that what she was saying was very very wrong because 
I live in a, in Europe where I wanted to be since I can remember. <laughs> I have a wonderful partner that is just sweet as man, supports me in every way, helped me go, you know, what, what I went through and also went through it himself with my mom. So I feel very, really, really blessed um, since going no, no contacts. Like I said, I have a more peace of mind. I am not as critical of myself. I was in the beginning, but like I said, work on yourself, work on yourself, and it gets better, and you enjoy life more, and you're not sad all the time. I remember just being, like, chronically depressed, I guess you can say, just all the time. Why am I like this? Oh, my goodness, and this and that. It just all goes away with time definitely with time because when you leave the situation obviously you're you're still going to have those defense mechanisms or those trauma responses right so you or what triggers you so you need to really work on those and it's just step by step step by step it's not going to be easy but it's definitely worth it with this new peace of mind that you have going no contact and knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would you tell her? What would you tell 18-year-old Yusina? I would definitely tell her at first, this is not forever. You are enough. It is not your fault. You are not responsible for your or other people's happiness or, I guess, mental state. Don't let other people choose your life or friends or food or clothes or you. Whatever you want to do, keep on going, work hard and stay focused. And the least thing, the last thing I would say is go to therapy. I think it would definitely helped me i mean it helped me now but i think when i went let's say 10 years 10 12 years ago i would have had a better understanding and um better tools to maybe navigate myself through let's say um, 18 years old so i started college that was really hard right because you're dealing with stuff at home plus university so it was just and i had to um, commute i wasn't living on campus or anything so that I would tell her to keep moving, do what you're doing because you're doing everything right. Ignore things at home. If you are feeling too overwhelmed, just leave. What is she going to do? Just go somewhere, go for a walk. Even if she threatens that she's going to kick her out of the house, she's not. She needs you. <laughs> so be nice to yourself. Go to therapy. Know that it's just not your fault and you are enough. Basically. Yustina, you are enough and I'm so grateful that you Oh thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. I I feel like I can call you my sister because I really I really do relate to everything you've shared. Mm-hmm. And you really are enough. You are loved and I'm so happy for you that you have such a wonderful life in Germany and an incredible fiance who loves you for who you are. I wanted to ask you, what does being your true self mean to you? Being my true self, meaning whatever you want to do with your life, do it. You're going to get criticized anyway. Just like I said, keep moving, keep doing your thing, 
as long as you don't hurt anybody in the process, that's my number one thing. Um, as long as you're good with everyone, and obviously you can be good with everyone, but if you don't like you know the situation, you can always leave. Don't mm, try to maybe make the situation better or something. You know, if there's an argument or, or whatnot, just keep it to yourself. You don't need it. What else? To be your true self. Doing what you love, like I said, being authentic with yourself and with others. Sharing is also important because some people don't want to hear about that stuff. Like I had a couple of people, they didn't want to, you know, they said it was just like too depressing. They want to hear about it. That's fine. Um, but, you know, if they ask me, I will tell them. But if they're not okay with it, I'll stop. But you never know who you can help with your story. And so don't be afraid to ask for help and to talk about what happened to you, whatever it is in life that happened to you. It's really, really important because I feel like generations and generations, our parents, great-grands and great-great-great-parents, we just um, assumed all of these things and kind of were doing things because that's how it always was or that's the tradition. But, you know, that's not always true. Some traditions are not, you know, correct or okay in my eyes, right? So just be yourself, be authentic to yourself. Like I said, negative people or people that you don't feel good, good around, even if it's, I don't know, your best friend's friend or boyfriend or whoever, you don't need to sacrifice your own mental health and mental state just to make somebody else happy. That's, you know, they should be they should be able to do that themselves. You should be like an extra, you can, but you shouldn't feel obligated for someone else's you know, happiness. And um, just know that you are loved and, and just um, keep going. That's all I got to say because my life was so hard. I really thought I was not going to be here at talking to you right now at all. So don't give up on yourself. Please, everybody that's listening, keep going. <laughs> do what you love. That's it. Just do what you love. Thank you so much, Yusina, for being vulnerable with us and sharing your story of healing and what resources have worked for you on your path of finding your authentic self and healing from your childhood. I would love if you could share with our listeners where they can learn more about you. Of course. So um, I do have an Instagram page just for info about narcissism and some quotes and um, posts. That's at narcmomnomore. And you can always, you know, follow me. I have an open page. It's an open page. It's not private. Shoot me a DM if you want to know more or if you have any questions or need help. Maybe you're stuck, especially now with COVID. Um, a lot of us have no choice but to be at home, especially if you're a bit younger or even if you're married and you have a narcissistic spouse. I can't even imagine. I feel for all of those people and I just want you to know if you are struggling or if you're not doing well, just connect with me, um, shoot me a direct message or just whatever you need. Just uh, know that I'll be there. And um, if you would like to hear more, I'm willing to share with any of you or 
um, if any of you are willing to share with me, I am always um, ready to listen. I, I like to hear about other people's experiences with, actually with narcissistic uh, um, abuse, just because it's, I know it's hard, obviously we've both been through it, but it's so eye-opening and just, yeah, just the realization when it hits you, um, like I said, I was just so, like, I, my mind was just blown, so <laughs> I want all of you to know that you always can um, come to me if you want to, if you want me to make more posts or kind of specific posts about something, you can also um, shoot me a DM, write something, and yeah, I'll try to reply. I'm usually good with replying. <laughs> Sometimes uh, when I'm at work or something, I'll forget, obviously, but I will get back to you as soon as I can. And I just wanted to let all of you know that you are not, you are validated and understood, and there are people that want to help you and that understand you. So do not feel guilty if it's your mother or your father, spouse, brother, sister. It's not your fault. That's just how they are. <laughs> like people told me, that's just how they are. It's not okay that they are like that towards you. But just know it's not your fault. Thank you so much. I, I feel so privileged to have been able to have this conversation with you and appreciate your time, Yustina. Hey friend, thanks for listening. I learned a lot from Yustina and I hope you did too. Follow me on Instagram at Marie Ellis Cook to stay up to date on all Cook Coterie projects. Life is too short to be anyone but yourself. See you next time.